You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. exciting episode of the filthy fantasy football show a safe space for all you foul mouth fantasy players out there happy new year's merry christmas whatever you celebrate as always it's your boys king josh josh king big rome fantasy fish what the fuck's going on guys how's it going i've missed you boys yeah. i missed you boys so much yeah the holidays it's a rough time to make time absolutely well, it's just like life gets busy and then, then it's weird, like watching fantasy football or football yesterday, but there's no fantasy implication behind it. You watched still? I didn't even watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a degenerate sports gambler, so I had to watch. Fair. I had to watch all my parlays lose. Mm-hmm. Can't trust these hoes. Not one bit. But we're back. Seasons, uh, fantasy seasons over. Regular season ended. We got your real life playoffs going on strong. Going to start this weekend. Got, hey, how about them? Um, Seattle Seahawks, I guess, huh? Eliminating. <laughs> yeah. Green Bay. You know what's fun, dude? Like looking back on that trade with the way the season ended. You know, so the Seahawks got font. Lock, Shelby Harris, two first, two seconds, a fifth. <laughs> All they gave up was a fourth and Russell Wilson. <laughs> that might, I uh, feel so bad for the Broncos, but I also hate them. Yeah, so fuck I the Broncos. I, I don't care. It's just funny. Because <laughs> fuck my sound why. for a second. But yeah, the, the fucking steal of the century. <laughs> But and then you know it's funny. I was I was really rooting for Detroit. I, I like that they did beat Green Bay last night to keep Green Bay out of the playoffs. I think that's funny. But then I like yeah, it because fantastic. they ended with a decent record, and now they're still going to get a top ten draft pick from the Rams. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, for sure, dude. I was I'm happy to see the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars in the playoffs. Hell I'm yeah. excited, man. They got cool uniforms. Got sunshine at the at the helm there. It'll be fun. I see how they do. I think they're going to lose. I left that game thinking to myself, Jesus Christ, the Tennessee Titans suck so hard. Yeah, they dropped the ball. If they don't have Derrick Henry, where even are they? They, They'd be relegated if this were soccer. (laughs) They'd be in college. (laughs) Well, fuck. Georgia can have their spot. Seriously, that was TCU tonight. That was, Jesus. Yeah, that's a fucking. That's why exactly why I don't watch college football. No, don't. That shouldn't be the reason why they fucking TCU never should have beaten. Oh god, nice. I just looked at the score, forty-five-seven. Nice, nicely yes. done, TCU. Good job, Good Texas, there. Texan keep, Christian. Keep playing your your conference USA schedule or Big Twelve bullshit schedule. And then you get shit makes when you play a real football team. You know what they realistically they should just make the SEC championship the national title. You know, oh. 
They, they should make yeah. more divisions it's... in football that make more sense, right? It shouldn't be like there shouldn't yeah. not be this many Division One schools. But I digress. I, I kind of agree with that, though. But uh, playoffs are interesting this year for uh, – got some good matchups. Um, you got Denver taking on Buffalo. Uh, Baltimore taking on Cincinnati. My beloved Chargers taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Did you say Chickens taking on the 49ers? No, Chargers. Oh, for some reason I thought I was – Either way. The Vikings are They're Denver's father. Who? The Texans? The Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl. Vikings taking on the Giants. They got the fraudulent Dallas Cowboys taking on the – Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay's going to win that game. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's Dallas is gross. They uh, they misled you with a really good defense early in the year to just kind of fall apart and be a piece of shit. Yeah, there's only two teams that are going to that are even remotely standing a chance. I feel in the NFC, and that's the fucking Eagles. Who Whose call was that? Was that somebody's call? Me. Uh, Josh picked the Eagles. Nicely, nicely done. Anyways, my secondary team in the NFC, I said the Rams, and then they decided to suck Wiener all year long. <laughs> it's always my Niners, baby. You know they're fucking, I didn't want to say it because I'm tired of being a homer and saying it every year. That and their fucking beginning of the season was horse shit. But anyways, it's going to be the Eagles versus the Niners. You know what, though? And it's going to be, be a on... fucking hell of a championship game. Since becoming the starter in week 14, Brock Purdy has the highest passer rating, the most passing touchdowns, the best passing touchdown attempt percentage, the best passing yards per attempt, and has the most wins. Listen, so. I want the best problem humanly possible to happen, and that's Brock Purdy leads them to a Super Bowl, and then they go, well, do we keep Brock Purdy, or what do we do with Lance? What do you do with Lance? If Purdy wins a Super Bowl... Jimmy's out. He's uh, he's probably already in Vegas. Yeah, you, you trade him for a bag of beans, dude. You trade trade Lance to you, the Raiders. It's, it's too trade late. Lance. So Lance and Garoppolo go you to the Raiders. Gonna, you don't. You don't <laughs> nice. need to like let it fester for longer than it, like it needs to. Like it already happened. It's already over. Move on. Understand that you that you made a mistake and learn from it. Trade him. It's a fucking expensive mistake, John Lynch. <laughs> yeah. They shouldn't have drafted him in the first place. They shouldn't have traded up. They could have fucking had Mac Jones, who's the same thing as Purdy. Yeah. Yep. But anyways, I think that's going to be your NFC championship game. And I'm going to go with my Niners, even though I think it's going to be a hell of a game. It, it, I mean, it could be fun. I mean, it's just with the... I mean, I, I mean, personally, I didn't see it coming just because I was like, Brock Purdy, like, the fuck? Like, I don't know. He was okay in college. Like, he was good enough in college. But I, I didn't think that he would, you know, pan out this way. But good for him. Just means everybody should keep following our show as the season progresses into the offseason because I'm going to hit you guys with them players. All the bangers you're going to want to know from college. Yeah, you sons of yeah. bitches. And he, he, to be fair, Josh, he, he's still – pretty all right right like he's not 
done anything that spectacular. I guess last week against Arizona, he had three touchdowns, no picks. I will smack you. Don't you ever talk about him like that. I mean, he's got two touchdowns and one interception in three of his games. It's like not the best ratio. Go look at Trey Lance's first fucking four games. (laughs) That's because Trey Lance shouldn't be in the NFL. (laughs) Trey Lance sucks. You know what? I will confidently say this. I'm going to confidently say this. Fuck North Dakota State. Okay? (laughs) They don't produce anybody good. That's... You know what? And then same thing with like except some of these for smaller... maybe Christian Watson, but the jury's still out, kid. Yeah, no, but the thing like some of these smaller schools every now and then, like you know, you find a diamond in the rough. You know, Jerry Rice went to was it Mississippi Valley State or whatever, and every now and then there's these hidden gems. But in terms of quarterbacks, I don't think there's ever been like a Division three, like stud stud quarterback. Not that I can think yeah. of. I mean, I'm sure there is, and someone's going to, like, probably tweet at been. us later and be like, oh, this guy went to, like, mm. you know, South Central Louisiana Tech, and you're like, oh, okay. Cool. But, I mean... But, <laughs> Educate us. But think, yeah, but think about, like, 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 the good quarterbacks in the NFL went to generally really good D1 colleges. Not generally. They all went to D1 colleges. You know, like, Colin Kaepernick... Went to fucking Nevada. He sucked. Trey Lance went to North Dakota. Carson Wentz went to North Dakota. They both suck. You know? So, fuck you. All right. Oh, fun stat here. Kenny Galladay (laughs) fell just 74 catches short of of his reception bonus on the year. (laughs) However, he had one touchdown on the year. Made seventy-two million dollars this year. <laughs> Good for you, Kenny Galladay. Good for Kenny Dal- Galladay. Wow. Make that money. Imagine how much he would have made if Good he had money, seventy-four man. more receptions. Mm-hmm. Mm. Deontay Johnson also had a strange season. He had eighty-six catches and zero touchdowns on the year. So he has the most receptions in a season without a touchdown in NFL history. That's not surprising, oh. really. Just they couldn't move the that, ball. That just sucks. I love Deontay Johnson. Yeah, me too. He's so good. But you know, what can you do? Oh, Kenny Galladay. He needed seventy four more catches. He would have earned seven hundred fifty thousand dollar bonus. He was almost there. He was so close. Yeah. Right on track. Too bad it doesn't roll over, huh? <laughs> He's gonna yeah. need that. You should get a new plan. Get them rollover minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was just hoping that I would have had just as many touchdown catches as Kenny Galladay on the year. <laughs> you, you were close, dude. You I were was right close. He only him. beat me by one. He only beat me by one, you know, so we were right there. I had just as many as Deontay Johnson, though, so that's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, so, superstar. Uh, well, it's the end of the year. Congratulations, Rome. You won just about every fantasy league we were in together, including the show league. Thank you. Thank you. You somehow cheated. took like a six and six team. Because he faced cheated. Fish. <laughs> you faced Fish in the championship. You win at all costs, Fish. <laughs> That's fine. my cop out, all right? Forever. <laughs> I own it now. It's mine. Fair. Fair. Acknowledge me. Like fucking Roman Reigns. <laughs> I would have lost anyways. It's okay. 
<laughs> yeah. Then you you want our you want our Empire League. You want our other Dynasty League. Just but I all, lost a big old man. I lost I lost the the home league. You played in the, the championship game, but lost in it because I needed yeah. twenty some odd points from somebody who definitely wasn't going to do it. But I held out hope. That's and right. then it was That's taken from do. me. It was taken by horrible NFL. I feel bad for Demar, but come on, man, you got y'all got to play the game. Fucked a lot of things up, a lot of things. But you know, I also want to say thank you to everybody that participated in our friends of show league. Ryan Kennedy, Wavy over with Moon Vibes, um, Jason and his lovely wife Liz, uh, Martin with Dynasty Pylon, FF Tony, the guys over at Lobos, and one of my favorite humans on Earth, Chris Beck. Dude, okay, you know what? Chris Beck is a damn decent man. So, Chris, I had the fortunate, or whatever. I I faced Chris in a championship game. I was down by one point and I had Josh Allen as my quarterback and then unfortunately the DeMar Hamlin thing happened game was cancelled so I technically lost the game by one but Chris Beck being the damn decent human that he is he declared me the champion even though he technically won but he called me the champ of that league so Chris Beck's that's respectable that's awesome Chris and it's reasonable too it's nice to see someone do a respectable thing that's pretty reasonable like Josh Allen was going to score more than one point, right? Yeah. We all know that. And he would have had one more drive. He would have had one more point, you know? But unfortunately, I mean, thank God DeMar Hamlin is – is he actually just got released from the hospital today. He's he heading back home to Buffalo, so. Dude, you know, suit, like – He's going to be suiting up in the playoffs. Potentially. I, I don't know how that recovery I, works, I hope he can recover that could fast. very well be. Yeah, he could. Could you imagine? Could you fucking imagine? I have the Chiefs going in the NFC. Boy, if if Demar fucking Hamlin steps on the field in the championship game, that's a wrap. If he plays, if he suits up, it's game dude. Over. If he any time if he plays at all in these playoffs, the Bills are going to win the game, and they're going to win every so game that hard. he plays in. This man died and is about to maybe potentially be playing football again. Okay, dude, what a crazy year though, fucking. Brian Robinson gets shot in the beginning of the year, makes a comeback. DeMar Hamlin died twice on the football field. My... Yeah, Marcus Mariota should have been the one that died on the football field, but it was yeah. Hamlin. Or not Marcus Mariota. Did I say Marcus Mariota? I meant you did, Tua but that's okay. Took him by Tua. Tua, dude, Tua. Tua might as well have died like three times yeah. on the field this year. I wonder if he's going to play football next year. We'll you know what? I actually I read some internet rumor stuff that Tua just might be done. The neurological damage that he took this year, like if he gets slammed down mm-hmm. on the ground again, he's gonna get nut- like it's just like going to happen again. So. They they he certainly probably should consider it. I'll tell you what, if he plays again they're gonna they're gonna be for sure signing some some waivers of liability. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's gonna get one of those uh those practice halo pads that they put on top of their helmets. He's gonna have to play the regular season. It's like when you went to laser tag as a kid and your parents had to fill out the form before you before you played so because you broke your arm and it's not it's not their fault even though they put a fucking stick in the ground or something. Laser tag was the shit. Laser tag laser tag's was probably the shit. still the shit. I haven't played it in years, but I'd assume it's just as enjoyable. It's probably not remember... legal in Utah. <laughs> it's probably not. <laughs> no, there's guns. We're all right. 
<laughs> they let you you know what if anything they they promote laser tag in utah because they're huge advocates of soaking so they don't want to have actual sex <laughs> they'd rather soak mm-hmm. so they don't want they don't want you to shoot people they want you to play laser tag that makes sense I, the that, math the checks math out is checking out yeah yeah this is a very smart show if you people didn't know learn yeah. new shit every day every day accurate information yeah so um with that being said we got our 2022 end of the year awards just kind of went over a couple of the uh you know just your major categories and uh starting off your fantasy mvp this year rome who was your fantasy mvp all right guys there's so many good options. So many. But I think the guy, there's a bang for your buck value here, and that's the reason I made him the MVP, and that's Josh Jacobs. Listen, everybody was wrong. I don't want to hear any bullshit, any people that were like, I was on Josh Jacobs from the beginning. I don't believe you. Josh Jacobs was like, he drafted in like the sixth round in our home league. A running back that's not even possible. But there he was in the sixth round, maybe the fifth. I don't fucking know. Something like that. But it doesn't matter. This guy produced. He was the, one of the top three scores at running back on the year. And he was good in fucking the playoff games, in, in mm-hmm. fantasy playoff games. Like, he kind of checked all my boxes. And this fucking guy is just a stud. That's why I got him as my MVP. Love it. Love it. Fish, who was your fantasy MVP this year? I put two because I feel the same way about both of them, and I couldn't really I like decide your picks. one over the other. But I got Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey. Look, I said Christian McCaffrey, 101 overall. Some people said Eckler. Some people said Jonathan Taylor. I was not on the Jonathan T- Taylor train. I obviously had him ranked very high, but um, I thought CMC would be fine. Everybody was worried about his injuries, and I I. Don't think that that was something you should worry about. These guys both played every single game, finished right where you'd need a player to finish when you drafted him in the top three picks overall. And um, they won a lot of leagues for people this year. They really did. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, My fantasy MVP this year, Travis Kelsey. I mean, it's just in such a disgusting position. You can't like, because even Mark Andrews had bad games, you know, like hit and miss, especially with uh, Lamar Jackson getting hurt towards the end of the year. But, you know, Kelsey was just so consistent all year. He was the tight end one. He's been the tight end one like every year for the last like fucking like seven years or whatever it is. Yeah. He's basically guaranteed a thousand yards every year. And he almost had a touchdown uh, yesterday against the Raiders. He just fell like two inches short, you know. So, yeah. I mean, it's just. It, it's hard to not and, and just th- plus like like right here um if i can get it to fucking load the tight end leader so kelsey was the tight end one at 261 points tj hawkinson was the tight end two at 172 so the almost a 100 point differential between the tight end one and tight end two is fucking insane so like the positional advantage that you had 
on everybody. It's like a hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because well, I mean, like yeah. quarterback one to quarterback two difference was thirty points. Running back one to running back two four points. Wide receiver one to wide receiver two about twenty points. So to have almost a one hundred point differential is just bonkers. So ty- like yeah. So Kelsey was of. just yeah. So Kelsey was just so fucking dominant and. I mean, it's hard to argue him other than age, but outside of that, I still think he's a first round or early second round pick next year in redraft. I mean, until proven otherwise, you know, you just keep rolling with Kelsey. Yeah, you kind of have to. And then uh, our rookie of the year, no surprise, unanimous across the board. We all took Ken Walker. Um, All I'm going to say about Ken Walker, and if you guys want to chime in, um, after that's totally fine. But Ken Walker, he ended the year as the running back 18 in uh, PPR formats. But what I will say about him is his ability to take over the game when they finally unleashed him was insane, especially in an offense that everyone wrote off with Russell Wilson getting traded away. Kind of talking about late draft picks like Tyler Lockett was like double digits. DK Metcalf was getting drafted in like the eighth round, you know, Gino is a waiver wire pickup, but you know, but, but Ken Walker didn't really take over the backfield until week five after missing week one due to injury. He ended as the running back 18, but realistically like a point per game, I think he was closer to the a running back one versus a mid two in points per game because just, and he's so fucking, he's so good. He is such a good, fo- he was so much fun to watch. And, yeah. uh, I, I see a lot of good things happening for this young man in the future. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing I have to add, really, and it's just like a little caveat, I thought about putting him in there anyways, but it was, it was just too much missed time. As Brees Hall was really giving yes. him a run for his money um, until the injury. And injury aside, that would have been a very, very tight race, um, yeah. in my opinion. You know, some receivers hung in there for a while, but they started to peter off towards the end. And, Brees Hall just yeah. really the injury set. Him I back. wanted to I wanted to throw out an honorable mention to Olave because I thought he played yeah. really fucking well. I almost I almost picked Olave to be my rookie of the year, but it's just mm. he kind of petered off at the end, like I said though. Yeah, you know? that was that was really the big one for me where he he petered off, but he was consistent early on. Mm-hmm. And another honorable mention, Garrett Wilson. Like he had a couple weeks towards the end of the year where he was just crushing it. And despite horrible, inconsistent quarterback play, um, you know, if they can get a, a good quarterback or at least a decent quarterback for the Jets, you know, look out for Garrett Wilson, man. Like, he, he's – guy's a stud. But just – If they can but, get a good quarterback with Brees Hallback and Garrett Wilson, like, they could be onto something. They were doing they good, good with defense. Flacco at the helm. And they have a good defense. The Jets can be a lot of fun. But it's just mm-hmm. – the thing with Ken Walker and Brees Hall, it just shows you how important the running back position is in both real life and fantasy football because wide receivers, Garrett Wilson, Olave, you know, even Traylon Burks, like these guys are studs. But when you have bad quarterback play, it kind of sucks for fantasy. But running back, it almost doesn't matter who the quarterback is because, you know, they're going to get, they're going to touch the ball, you know, 20 times a game. Whereas a wide receiver, you know, there's a game when Zach Wilson was still the quarterback for the Jets before he's about to get fired again. Um, Garrett Wilson had like a week. It was like seven targets, two catches for like 
you know, 66 yards in the touchdown. Okay, like, you know, there might be something there. Then the following week, no targets. You know, so that's just so heavily dependent on how the quarterback plays. And, uh, yeah. All right, moving on. Biggest stink of the year. We unanimously went with JT, and it's kind of hard <laughs> to argue. Yeah. What what a disappointment the Colts. Do, do you, I really think Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr is the quarterback of the Colts next year because that's where quarterbacks go to die. Their careers just end there. Yeah, without question. Yeah, and Taylor's, I mean, he did miss a little bit of time towards the end of the season, but, I mean, their season was already a wash at that point, but he was so inconsistent. He only had two games over 100 yards. And he only had four touchdowns. We were worried about the touchdowns being able to be reproduced, which they weren't. I don't think many people were this worried that the yardage was going to be this bad. Well, just after week one, you're like, okay, Colts are, you know, JT's still the guy. 31 carries, 161 yards and a touchdown. He was running back two in week one. So you're like, fuck yeah. But then running back 33, 22, 57, missed two weeks because of injury. 23, 43, missed a week. Then came back, running back one, 12, 10. She's like, okay, JT might be back. Then running back 18, 62, and then missed the end of the year. So it's like, and he was the 101 in like 98% of drafts. A couple of people went CMC, oh, yeah. but for, he was the 101, 102 in almost every draft. And I mean. Yeah, it makes it interesting to see where he'll go next year, right? Because like how far can he fall? He finished as the running back 36, coming off of a one-year or running back one performance. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see how far he falls when, when we start uh, mocking and everything. I, but man, I, it's I really gonna be interesting. Think he, I think he'll either if he is in the first round, it'll probably be like around pick ten. Depends what quarterback he gets, right? Yeah, but I, I realistically, I think he somewhere between pick ten and like pick. 15 so like mid mid yeah. mid second early second kind of at the turn like, yeah. yeah like that's we'll i think that's kind of where he ends because like i mean right now i mean we could, we'll get to him when we get to it like in terms of um you know who's like the biggest sleeper next year but like i just you know like like if in my opinion the 101 next year might be eckler depending on landing spots of a couple i players, will i will but. say it will not be eckler I'm going to go out there now and say it. It hasn't happened. In, I forget when the last time it happened was, but it was, I think it was over 10 years ago that a running back finished number one back to back two years in a row. That's true. It probably not won't be very common. Although, dude, I'm looking at the top running backs from last year. Shit's impressive. Eckler one, mm-hmm. CMC two, Josh Jacobs running back three, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Barkley, Tony Pollard, surprisingly running back seven, Jamal Williams running back eight, just because all his goddamn touchdowns he had. <laughs> You did good, man. Yep. Aaron Jones. He'll be one that's probably overdrafted next year. Actually, you know what? I'll save this until we get to the running backs part. So let's let's go on to the next one. Your what your unsung hero. So like who was like the either very late round draft pick guy? Who was the waiver wire guy? Like who did you guys see as like a player that wasn't as sexy coming into the year, but just was a huge help uh the rest of the season? So who do you got there, Rome? All right, I'll kick us off here because I got a guy who wasn't even fucking drafted. He was, if he was, you got some smart fucking players. I'm talking, of course, of Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. Geno Smith was a nobody and was literally an afterthought all off season. 
It w- this was Drew Locke's job. I know I thought it. Everybody thought we it. We all thought and it. They said, actually, yeah. Geno Smith is kind of a dude. And everybody was like, shut the fuck up, Seattle, you idiots. What are you guys <laughs> doing? They know exactly what the fuck they're fucking doing because Geno Smith went out there and, like, did he become Russell Wilson? A, a Not even a young Russell Wilson, just did he become Russell Wilson? Well, Russell Wilson has now been exposed as an absolute system guy because he couldn't yeah, go to Buffalo. I was just going to say, Russell Wilson's win. system But the guy who back. took over, yeah, the guy who took over in Seattle is a, he's a fucking top five fantasy quarterback, which is all stat derivative, boys. Like, it, it correlates with the game. The man is fucking good in the system. Gino actually yeah. set the franchise record for passing yards this year. Yep. Oh, hell yeah. That's awesome. So fuck you, Russell Wilson. The la- yeah, that's the last fuck you dig to fucking Russell Wilson. Piece of shit. Gino beat your record. I, dude, I loved Gino this year, man. That was a lot of fun. I hope he keeps it yeah, going, it too. Because, like, how fun. Like, a guy that was, like, vastly overdrafted coming out of college. Because he was, like, okay in college. Actually, no, that's a lot. He was pretty good in college. He was a good Virginia, college quarterback. He was, he was fucking good. And then, then you know, went he to had the that Jets. Debacle. He had that, well, first of all, the debacle of going to the Jets, which you go there to die, don't you, Zach Wilson? We, we're all watching that happen. <laughs> Zach may be good in a couple of fucking years if he goes to Seattle. <laughs> When he ends up with when he ends up with the the, the Seahawks in a few he better, years, he just better he just better hope that Pete Carroll makes it that long because he's like eighty years old running around out there. But dude, like, I don't know, man. I lost my train of thought. But then he's a career backup. Geno's, you know, yeah. He was wasn't he like out of the league for like a year or two, and he like in like the middle of his like he, or well, like yeah, a practice he squad guy. His, he got like sucked up by his teammate, and then he got cut. And then fuck, just I don't know. He bounced around. He was a backup quarterback for a lot of years. I feel like in Seattle, he's just been there for a long time. <laughs> he was, a, he was back there and just was behind Russell. He was the backup for the Chargers too, for like a year or two. Like he was just kind of like a guy, just kind of like hanging out in the league. But yeah, good for you, Geno Smith. So, all right, Fish, who was your uh, unsung hero on the year? Yeah. I'm going to keep it at the quarterback position. Quarterback seven overall on the year, Justin Fields. Um, look, if you Justin Fields, nobody drafted him. I drafted him last round in a keeper league because I wanted to keep him if he panned out. Luckily, I, you know, I waited it out, and he ended up panning out. After week five, he scored 19 points week five, and then after that, he only scored less than 20 points two times it did kill you because one of them was in the playoffs but it was against buffalo so i think we were kind of expecting that um but look if you grab justin fields you grab him off the waiver wire because you drafted somebody like ryan Tannehill or somebody like russell wilson and, and you're in a you're in a pinch and and he he worked it through worked you through that pretty much the remainder of the season um they got the number one pick next year if they can get the right guys around him, then I think he'll be special. You know, we are, we, we see that most of it's on the ground. We'll see what he can do through the air. If they add some weapons, they don't have a whole lot there to work with. I think that's part of the reason we aren't seeing a lot through the air, but we'll see once they try to solidify that roster for him a little bit. 
I'm excited to see him next year also. Yeah, especially once they let him run, dude, he ran for like 1,200 yards this year. And he missed time. He missed games, too. So He ran for how much? Like 1,200 yards. It's fucking crazy. 1,143 yards. Yeah. And he had like 10 rushing touchdowns. Eight rushing touchdowns. Yeah. <clears throat> fucking crazy. He had 17 passing touchdowns, but he had 11 picks and not very many yards. Only 2,200 yards. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. Dude, you know what? If they get him some wide receiver help over there, because they have the number one overall pick, which they should trade yeah, back. Yeah, and an O-line. They should trade back. And because someone out there is going to want like CJ Stroud or Bryce Young or something like that. So they're going to trade up, you know, give up a King's ransom for it. And then they can get a couple wide receivers, maybe some O-line help. You know, I don't know. Bears could be good. Yeah, I don't think they'll be good next year, but they could start building, you know, towards it. No, watch. They're going to shake the NFL world. They're going to draft like Bryce Young or CJ Stroud with the number one pick. They have historically done some stupid shit with first picks. So they have. Yeah, Mitch Mitch Trubisky. Uh, My unsung hero. Not not the greatest, but the thing is, this man went undrafted. But Jarek McKinnon, running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, just because you got him for free because he was on the waivers all year. Because, like, think about the three-headed monster that was the Kansas City backfield. It was CEH was the guy for, like, week one, two, three. Then Pacheco kind of came around. Then, you know, Ronald Jones got some play and just – there was so much uncertainty, but then at the end of the year, when you really needed it, you know, he was the running back one, one, 21, and the running back six in championship week. So, I mean, and just over the last five games, not including week 18, because not a lot of leagues playing week 18, but he had seven touchdowns in five games at the end of the year, you know, and it's just, yeah. especially in PPR, you're loving it. I mean, he, again, like he, he wasn't, you know, he ended the year as the running back 20 when he went undrafted. And so yeah. it's just like and the timing. Yeah. The timing of it's the big thing. You know, everybody's always looking for that waiver ad to win them the league. He was one of them. There might've been a few this year, but he was mm-hmm. one that had that potential. He won you championships. He helped you get through the playoffs and then he won you championships. So like, God bless you, Jarek McKinnon. I've I've actually I've been a fan of McKinnon, you know, even back in like the Minnesota days, because they kept talking about how he was like the heir apparent to um, Adrian Peterson. And then he finally like looked like he was going to be the guy. Then he got hurt, missed a couple of years due to injury. You know, he was pretty good in San Francisco for like the year he was there. You know, then, you know, just looked like his career was over. And then, you know, I, I like you. I, I'm rooting for you, Jarek McKinnon. You you were my unsung hero this year because you he actually helped me win. A fantasy championship because in a league where I kept seemed to just couldn't shake the injury bug, you know, I had Brees Hall, he ended up on the IR. Um, Cam Akers with his inconsistent play, like I just I needed somebody, and then at the end of the year, I just needed a body. Threw McKinnon in as my flex, and here we are. I, I won the championship in that league, so thank you for that. Um, moving on. Let's talk about quarterbacks. I know you guys already talked about a couple quarterbacks, but this is your quarterback of the year. Rome, get us started. Who is your fantasy quarterback of the year? I'll get it started here. Listen, boys and girls, I went with fucking Patty Mahomes because this guy played the way you drafted him to play. Most likely you got him in the third or fourth round. 
pro- hopefully the fourth with the fifth if you were fucking good and lucky. But he he is always going to put up numbers. I know people were kind of sh- a little shy about him this year because they lost Tyree Hill. Yeah, listen, anybody can fill that fucking void. He still has Travis Kels, and that's all that fucking matters. Patrick Mahomes is going to be the he's the ultimate he's the ultimate fantasy quarterback because he can run around. He can do mm-hmm. a lot of fucking shit on the football field, and the, the guy only just quarterback and gets yards. The only quarterback to throw more than five thousand yards and more than forty touchdowns this season. I mean, he's he's great, dude. His touchdown interception ratio: forty-one touchdowns to twelve picks. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> oh, God bless you, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's a stud. Fish, who was your quarterback of the year? Yeah, I, I didn't go far from Rome there. I just went one down the board and went with Josh Allen. Um, you know, he has a lot more, a little more rushing upside. And, you know, he tailed behind Mahomes by about 30 points. But he played some of these weeks towards the end of the year. He's got a hurt elbow. Um, I feel like he has less weapons than Patrick Mahomes. I know that's probably debatable. But in my opinion, the Kansas City's all-around offense is a little bit stronger. Um, so I went with him. Really neck and neck between the two uh in my opinion but josh allen took it for me absolutely uh my quarterback of the year we just talked about him but geno smith i mean a guy that went undrafted to end of the year is the quarterback five he threw for 4200 yards um you know he he had uh 30 passing 30 30 passing touchdowns only 11 picks so he wasn't turning the ball over very much and he was free he was free on waivers no one took him. No one wanted it. He was, like I said, it wasn't sexy. So it was just like, oh, this guy's legit. And then, you know, I mean, he was good enough for fantasy playoffs, quarterback 15, 18, and 11. Um, but, yeah, like I said, he was free. So, like, you know, if you were like me, you know, you took Kirk Cousins, who was very inconsistent, or you had Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Geno Smith was the hero that you all needed. He was Batman. Yeah, he was Batman. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all right. Now the most fun position: the running back. Who was your fantasy running back? Of actually, you boys have the same one for your running back, so I'll let you guys handle that. We sure do. I'll I'll kick it off though. Fish, listen, Christian McCaffrey. I had as my number one. I took him in our in our league year in our league. Same Z's number one. I think he's the fucking man, and that's when he was on the Panthers. And then he gets fucking traded, and everybody was kind of like, oh, man, I don't know if he's going to be utilized correctly because they got so used to him with the fucking Panthers. He has to share a backfield with Eli Mitchell, fucking 19 other running backs that they have fucking with the Niners. But the reality is his I saw fucking gold when that shit happened. No pun intended for the 49ers. He, I thought this guy's going to fucking tear it up. They brought him in for an absolute reason and what he did for the Niners and what he did for a lot of people in the fantasy playoffs when it mattered the fucking most was was the icing on the cake for me. Christian McCaffrey's the fucking man. What do you think? Yeah. Rich? No, you, you should have intended that pun because he was gold. Um, and look, there's two ways to look at it. A lot of people will say, well, he wasn't that good at the beginning of the year when he was with Carolina and he, he got traded and that salvaged his day. But, like, the difference maker for Christian McCaffrey 
in Austin Eckler is touchdowns. McCaffrey had more rushing yards, more receiving yards, the same amount of reception touchdowns, and let's see, five less rushing touchdowns. You could flip it the other direction and say if McCaffrey was on the 49ers the entire season, he would be far and away the number one. It would be at least a 25-point difference. He had way more touchdowns with San Francisco this year. Yeah. It's hard to argue with that. But I actually went with my boy, Austin Eckler, just because, I'm a, one, I'm a Charger homer, but two, his shit was impressive this year, too. Yep. You know, he had yes. over 1,000 scrimmage yards. He had almost 20 touchdowns. I mean, just – and then, plus, again, just the consistency of him being great. You know, in championship week, so week 17, he was the running back one with 122 rushing yards, two reception touchdowns. But, I mean, like, fantasy playoffs – so, leading into the playoffs, you know, he's the running back five, 24, five, 17, four, and then one in championship week. So, I mean, when you needed your stud to be a stud, he was, you know, just actively looking for him. He had over 100 receptions this year. I think you're right. He probably won't finish as the running back one next year, but I'm going to take my victory lap as a Charger fan. And I love, dude, Austin Eckler, he's a stud. Like, I, I you know, yeah. and he's super active on podcasts. I'm going to, like, reach out to him, and I'm going to see if he'll hop on one of these days and be nasty. Yeah, and he loves fantasy football. And, he does. Um, you know, you got to, he earned it, and as a homer, you got you to gotta represent when they earn yeah. it. Yeah. I just appreciate just seeing what he did. You know, it was his best in terms of fantasy and real life football. It was his best year he's ever had. And to have back to back, he was running back two last year, running back one this year. So it's just like, I hope he keeps it up. I I love him so much. I'd kiss him on his beautiful chocolate mouth. If I had the opportunity to. I didn't watch that. (laughs) Wide receivers. (laughs) Rome's was, uh, pretty on the nose and i almost i was gonna pick the same guy but i decided to be somewhat different but yeah, yeah go gotta, ahead be, gotta be a little different but this fucking guy is dead i'm right on the fucking nose you're right dead spot on just jefferson is is the best i just there's no other way to fucking say it like he's so good <laughs> the guy got targeted almost 200 fucking times this season he made 130 catches and that was getting the big problem the big problem with him is these last two weeks in the playoffs. They've they've really fucked on hard. Even this week wasn't a good week for him. If they if you needed more points from him in week eighteen, if that was the way you handled your championships. You know, but you can't complain long term with eighteen hundred yards and eight touchdowns on a hundred and twenty eight mm-hmm. receptions. If you're in a full point PPR, sweet baby Jesus. Got a hundred and twenty eight points just from catches alone. I mean, this guy, is a, he's a PPR machine. You said it a little bit with Eckler a little bit ago that you hope he keeps it up. I hope this kid keeps it up because right now he's absolutely going to shatter records if he can keep it up. He's so good. Yep. He's so oh, good shit. at football. Yeah. <laughs> I love Justin Jefferson. And, he, you know, even though the gritty's a stupid dance, I love when he does it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fish, who was your guy? Yeah, my guy here is... Like he's on a, in my opinion, a far worse team than some of these other top receivers. So I, so I went with him, Devontae Adams. Look, mm-hmm. everybody was like, "Oh, Devontae Adams, he's not going to have Aaron Rodgers. It's not going to be the same." He finished the wide receiver three overall. The Raiders had looked atrocious all year. He's all he's the only guy they got. 
I think what happened is everybody was worried about what's going to happen to Devontae Adams. And really what, what it is, it really fucked up Derek Carr. Because he, he couldn't spread the ball around anymore. Cause, and, you know, really kind of screwed up their offense. Whether it was Carr or McDaniels is a different question. But Devontae Adams just fine. And if, if he was on a team as good as the Vikings, I mean, he's a little older, so I don't think he's going to put up Jefferson numbers, but he would have the potential to pretty much be just as good. I don't, you know, the yards is something else by Jefferson, but Devontae Adams on a crappy Raiders team put up a phenomenal year. Well, it just shows you that he's still like one of the best, if not the best in the league, just overall wide receiver. He's so good. Yeah, he's yeah. 30 years old, you know. And Derek Carr sucked. Like you, you there's no dying of old age jo- over there. He lost his job to Jared Stidham. So I mean, like, he, he's yeah. just so. And Devonte Adams, like when I, you know, I I watched a few games of the Raiders, and just he makes it look so easy still. Like it's just yeah. so seamless. Really you know, it's dumb. All right, my wide receiver of the year. I went weird. I went with Chris Godwin just because the timeline of how his season panned out. So like he got hurt mid late last year. So there's talks that he wouldn't have been able to play at all this season or until mid season uh, suited up for week one and then took a couple weeks off, but then just was just kind of like a consistent, like wide receiver three. He was a playable guy, like a flex, but then again, when you need your guy to step up, he steps up. So fantasy playoffs, wide receiver nine thirty and eight in championship week and just, Gave you a good performance. I mean, he, as bad as Tampa Bay was, he's the wide receiver 19 on the year while missing games. So, I mean, you just, you had like safe consistency from Chris Godwin. Um, and again, he was drafted. He was almost undrafted in leagues. He was, but he was drafted in like six, seven, eighth round of drafts. So you already like established a pretty good lineup. And then to get a guy to come in fantasy playoffs, because like, you know, because you're talking about Devontae Adams. You know, fantasy playoffs, he wasn't that great. You know, I mean, his entire season was obviously much better. But, you know, for week 15, 16, Adams was wide receiver 57 and 79. Now he ended wide receiver two. But that's assuming you were able to make it through the first two rounds of the playoffs. Championship week, that was great. That's awesome. But then Justin Jefferson, I love Justin Jefferson too. He's he's actually probably my favorite player in football right now. I, I fucking love Justin Jefferson. But Actually, that's a lie. He was wide receiver three and three for 15, 16, but then wide receiver 86 in championships. So, I mean, I, and, and I actually, I think I did read it on, on Twitter too. A lot of people lost championship games in hopes that they needed more from Justin Jefferson. So, but just yeah, a lot of people go- lost from Devonte Adams too. He, he scored two points. I think the semifinal round. Yeah. So, I mean, like it's just, but the fact that Godwin, you know, he came at a much, much cheaper price and you got oh, yeah. pretty good, you know, production from him, especially at the end of the year when he needed it. That's more so why I kind of went with Chris Godwin. As yeah. You took a risk because of the injury mm-hmm. and it paid off big time. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. So, all right, cool. Tight end of the year. We went whoa, with whoa. Taysom Hill. We're going to change. Oh, this. Go ahead. <laughs> it's not tight end anymore. I changed the, I changed the position. On, on our board, it's the best Kelsey. That's the, oh, the, best, the, the Travis Kelsey him. Award. Yeah. <laughs> if your name isn't him, you don't matter. Can we can we uh, change the name? They should change the name of the position. Yeah, to just Kelsey. TK. Is, be, yeah. Instead of TE, it'd be TK. Yeah, you know, just for Travis Kelsey. 
And then we'll we'll just that'll be the new name of the position, the TK. Yeah. And you know, we already talked about Kelsey. There's not not much else we can say about him that you already don't yeah. know. But goddamn Travis yeah. Kelsey. And he's all handsome and shit. It's not fair. Of course. If you're gonna <laughs> like, be that good at football, you might as well be handsome at the same like, time. He's all handsome and he's got like the swag, like he dresses nice, like he looks like a fucking like rock star movie star. And he's yeah. out there just fucking balling out, like and he's you know what, and he's another one of those, and he cracks me up watching Kelsey play. Because he's not, like, blazing fast, but he just always is open. And it's like, how is no one covering him? Like, I don't He's just way better than everybody else, dude. Could you imagine if he was, like, just, like, a little more limber and athletic? Not that he's not athletic, but if he was, like, you know, he'd be a receiver then. But, like, he'd probably still be fucking really good. He kind of barrels around the field. Yeah, he definitely barrels. He also just... he. You know what he has? He just knows how to get fucking open. Like he knows how he knows the schematics of a defense. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with his fucking brother who's a center. Like you know I love Jason they're fucking thing. Yeah, they're awesome. You know those two fuckers are talking football their entire lives on both sides of the ball. And I think Travis Kelsey just he understands what he's looking at in the formation of a front that can change the secondary. And it's like, yeah, man, he knows the game. He just knows out. the fucking game, and it, it's it's amazing. Yeah, you're yeah, you're right. Um, we have best kicker in defense, but do you guys really want to talk about that? <laughs> I gotta man. be honest. So this was the this was I made this little list here, and I put these. Yeah, on I here. was wondering about this list too. Once I got here, I was like, hold on a second. As a joke. <laughs> you guys, that was a jo- okay. You filled them out. No, because I was like, filled them out. And I, was I was like, like legit. Okay, good. Right. <laughs> Moving on. You know what? I'm actually uh, seeing now. You guys for your number one, your one on one next year. You guys put CMC. I'm actually nah. Fuck you. I'm gonna stick with Eckler. Fuck you guys. Go Eckler. I love mistake. you. Mistake. I think you can't. You can't go wrong with either one. But Christian McCaffrey going to the 49ers is a world. I know. Di- you know, CMC was almost the number one on the Panthers. <laughs> Who like yeah. kind of suck at football, For and real. then 49ers who've been one of the best running teams in the game, and they get one of the best running backs. Like it's just like it's to me it's the rich get like, richer. Yeah, and like why are we asking this question? Realistically, <laughs> it probably is Christian McCaffrey though. He's a year younger than Austin Eckler. But you know what though? Like I, I feel all off season you can probably argue. And I, you know, you could, I mean, if someone took Eckler 101, I wouldn't go like, what the fuck are you doing? There's or a lot took... of running backs like that. Like, what if you took Chubb 101? Chubb 101 seems a little weird, but it's, I mean, he finished in the top, what, five? Yeah. Deshaun Watson's back. That should help the offense. They make some moves in the offseason. It kind of depends upon the offseason a little bit, too. So, yeah, this is just your early prediction, but I'm sticking with yeah. Eckler. I like him. All right. Yeah, I think your fair. best, your best sleeper pick next year. Actually, I love yours. Rome, go ahead and give it to the people. Yeah. All right, guys, listen. My best fucking sleeper coming up next season is Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. I think he has been fucking really good as as a he's the perfect Robin. He, you know what he is? He's Juju Smith when Brown was when he was with Brown. Yeah, I won a league one year because of that. Mm-hmm. He was so fucking good as a Robin, and that's what Devontae Smith is to me in Philadelphia. The second they brought A.J. Brown in, it's like, oh, 
Hello, he fucking he he kind of took a minute. That's what he missed on. last year. Yeah, he took a minute early on, and then he fucking dude the last like eight nine weeks of the season, this guy's scoring you double digit fucking points. Like he's really good, and I think people are still gonna sleep on him because they think it's Brown. Brown is still making the fucking highlights and the numbers and all that shit. Devontae Smith, you're going to get late, and he's going to fucking win you a league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Jalen Hurts is getting so much better as a quarterback. Yeah, he is. That it's it's He can support two receivers. He, there was talks coming into this year that Gardner Minshew was going to supplant him as the starter, you know? And now, look, dude, Hurts looks great out there. Yeah, he solidified himself there. And if anything, with them being kind of shitty for the couple weeks that Hurts was out, for injury, he if anything, he just solidified his status with the Eagles. Like, hey, I'm still mm-hmm. the guy because oh, look yeah. what Minshew did. Like, it's still me. So, all right, Fish, who's your guy? Yeah, we touched on him a little bit earlier, but Justin Fields, I still like, I, I feel like he's still gonna fall in drafts, you know, which is understandable. I, I think he may not even be drafted in, in top 12 quarterbacks next year. I don't, I don't think people trust Chicago enough. Um, I think people, there's something that it just sounds gross to say that Justin Fields or Chicago is going to be able to produce something relevant that you would want next year. But I think Justin Fields is some, somebody like that. I think he's going to pick up where he left off, um, and improve. And hopefully the team improves with him. Because that'll just make it even more valuable. I still think he'll go pretty late for a quarterback, which is exactly why I like him as a sleeper next year. Yeah, I mean, you're still going to be able to get him in double-digit rounds. And with with 1,200 yeah. rushing yard upside, fuck yeah, sign me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sleeper next year is going to be Garrett Wilson, New York Jets. Although, I'm kinda, I am kind of, was kind of going through some stats right now. And I kind of want to mention, and hear me out, Evan Engram. Because... With Calvin Ridley, dude, people forget Jacksonville made the playoffs and they're getting Calvin Ridley next year. So, I mean, this offense is going to be sneaky, scary. <laughs> Damn but, good point. Everybody kind of forgets about him. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I like I like Garrett Wilson because you're going to get him in, like, he was drafted in, like, the 10th through 12th rounds of draft, maybe even later in some drafts. And the upside that this guy has, he's a fucking stud. But then – and then I'm going to say Evan Engram just because – the last couple of weeks, tight end four, one, 12, five. You know, he even had that game, uh, the massive game, 11 catches for 162 and two touchdowns. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it's just, I, I think Evan Engram, if you, because he went undrafted, he, he was a waiver pickup. So no one drafted him. So if you need, you know, if you don't take the Kelsey in the first round or get one of the big name guys like, you know, Mark Andrews or blah, blah, blah. The fact that you could probably get Evan Engram in like round 14, 15, or undrafted and pick him up on waivers, I think that's something you should keep an eye on. But but my real answer is just I think Garrett Wilson is going to be a stud. Because um, he, like I said, even with horrible, horrible quarterback play, he was a stud. And I just I, I think it's only going to be up for him moving forward. And. Pick him up in Dynasty because then one day when his contract's up with the Jets and he goes and signs with like fucking Kansas City or the Buffalo Bills, he's it's gonna be fucking lights out. He's been he's like the next next Stephon Diggs. So Yeah. And then the most costly injury 
in fantasy football. Rome, I see you changed your answer. I did, because I said Cup, and then everybody went Cup. And I was like, there was other costly injuries. But yes, Cup fucking... He, losing him was fucked up. But I put Kyler Murray, because there was actually a lot of fucked up fantasy implications with this injury. Like, once he left, Hopkins was never the same. There was just a lot of residual fucking badness coming yep. out of it you know cliff kingsbury Hopkins, lost his job yeah kingsbury's fucking got clipped today like it's done i don't know what the hell's gonna happen with the whole franchise i mean kyler murray non-contact injury to go down to a i don't know what acl in his knee was it, it more it was acl and meniscus like are you gonna come back and run well, apparently he already had his surgery and things look good. So surgery went great. So that's good news, I guess. Yeah, it's of still like a year of surgery. So you but can that's lay in the thing. bed and play some video games. Good for him. He's fucking doing think, it, guys. I think I actually played Call of Duty against him the other day. So I was playing Call of Duty the other day. I was playing with this guy and he sounded exactly like Colin Murray. And the reason <laughs> I think I know it was him is because his name on the game was Foreskin Peeler. No joke. <laughs> And I was like, that's got to be Kyler Murray. <laughs> Sounds the same. Foreskin Peeler. Makes sense. Shout out to Foreskin Peeler on Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, go get him, bud. Yeah, we, we know it's you, Kyler Murray. Oh, hey, breaking yeah. news. Georgia won the back-to-back cha- college football playoff titles, winning 65-7 to over TCU. <laughs> oh, Way to keep surprise. it close. Way to keep it close. Oh, well, I'm glad nice we recorded this TCU. instead of watching that bullshit. I was I was uh, watching the game and then I was like I don't want to watch this. This is fucking terrible. I watched till it was like I don't know a twenty point deficit and I was like yeah this is not going to change anytime. Soon. Uh, most costly injury though. Back to the thing. Uh, Fish and I and Rome before he switched to Murray. We all had Cooper Cup just because he was your first round pick and he was crushing mm. it and then he got hurt in like what week eleven or something like that. So yeah, yeah, it just it sucks. It, and we don't really need to delve into it more, but Rome made a great point on Kyler Murray. Like, there was residual effects. Cooper Cup is the most costly for the owner. Kyler Murray impacted, because he's a quarterback, right? So he impacted a lot of other players as well. That's true. So. Yeah, he fucked up an entire offense. He, like I said, a coach lost his job <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. of it. So um, Yeah, for sure. And then a player that you are avoiding at all costs next year, Rome. Who are you avoiding? Listen, I couldn't even think of one as I was sitting here. Um, so, but there's one news thing that's happening, and that's rumors about Sean McVay leaving Los Angeles. Listen, if that happens, I'm jumping off of everything Rams. The <laughs> everything Rams, even fucking Cooper Cup. I'm out. I'm I'm way out because if that fucking offense is if that changes. I don't like any of it. Yeah, I it's that. a fair call. And that touches I'll, on you, I'll, boy. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll segue that right into mine. And I'll tell you what. I don't give a fuck who coaches the Rams next year. I don't care if they get Sean McVay and they hire Sean Payton as an offensive coordinator. I'm not taking Cam Akers. Cam Akers is not good. He did this thing last year where he got this little spurt at the end of the season. Oh, he's starting to shine, and he did the same thing this year. Cam Akers sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's not good. Yeah. I don't want him. I don't want nothing to do with him. 
get him out of my face. Hopefully they cut him again or not again, <laughs> but actually this time. And cause man, it's just, it's, you know how there's a, what is it called when you, they make those games that you bet on and it's a trap, a trap. This is a trap. There you go. Game makers is a trap. And then the player I'm avoiding at all costs moving forward, Russell Wilson, um, despite having superstar talent on the offense, he was awful. And like, and all jokes aside, I mean, he was bad. I mean, he ended the year as quarterback 16, which isn't awful, but it's just the inconsistent play you got from him. Cause it's like, okay, so he's quarterback 12, 24, 28, three. So you're like, Oh, okay. Maybe he's coming back. But then 24, 21, 21, 20, 33. Okay. He was the quarterback 33. There's only 32 teams. So he was worse. Yeah. He was worse than a guy that came in for an injured quarterback. Like the way Russell Wilson is playing him, not only are you avoiding at him at all costs, but Sierra probably is too. Let's be real. They got 11 bedrooms or bathrooms. She could hide out in one of them, not have to deal with him. Like he's terrible. And I don't see how they're turning around. There's rumors that they uh, are getting permission to interview Sean Payton. That's not going to happen. I mean, I don't know. I think there's deeper problems in Denver because we thought that they would be able to turn it around, but it, it didn't pan out. No, it's not even not. close. So cool. That's all we got for your 2022. Oh, there's a nice big picture of Cam Akers <laughs> oh, on our shared sheet. <laughs> but hey, look at that. Just about an hour. So we're, we're, we're good to go. So um, don't you fret, dear listeners. We love you guys. We're going to be putting out content this entire off season. Um, because we want you to continue to listen to us. Uh, merchandise, when I'm going to stop being a lazy piece of shit, will launch eventually. Um, we're going to be introducing some new segments coming into the season. So, so for you degenerate sports gamblers out there, we're going to have a, a, a sports gambling segment. We got uh, Smitty is going to be joining us. We're going to have some fun with Smitty. Oh, Smitty. They're going to love Smitty. You guys, if you guys like us, you're gonna. Smitty's even more disgusting than we are, so you guys are gonna love Smitty. Oh yeah, he's a um, freak. He is. He has a. Pe- he actually has his penis pierced. If, if if that gives you guys any indication of what kind of man he is. So, but um, we're not gonna leave you guys. We're not gonna leave you guys hanging. I mean, you know, episodes are gonna be kind of inconsistent. I mean, we don't really have like a set schedule like we do during the season, but we're not going to leave you guys high and dry. We're going to be talking about rookies for those of you who do dynasty or even, you know, if you're looking in rookie draft picks uh, for redraft. So like I said, we're going to have stuff. We're going to have stuff, you know, hopefully we'll have a la- uh, website launching. So we got things coming. We got things in the works. We don't want to, we're not just going to like cock tease you. Like this isn't, we're not going to booty call you. You know, we're, we're going to, we're here for the long haul. We, we're going to put a ring on it. You know, like we're serious about this. Yeah. Yeah. To this. So, um, but again, if you guys do want to get a hold of us, you can always get a hold of us on social media. Uh, show Twitter's at Filthy F Ball Show. Get Big Rome at Big Rome FFF. Get Fish at F Football Fish on Twitter. You can Instagram us, even though I don't check it like ever. Uh, filthy Fantasy Football Show, or send in your emails to Filthy Fantasy Football Show at gmail.com. And again, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for another year. Um, it's been so much fun getting to do this with my friends and you guys listening to us 
give you guys good advice and weird dirty jokes that we tell but without you guys listening we wouldn't be doing that i mean we would be doing this but it wouldn't be on record um but i i from the bottom of my heart i i thank you guys so much for listening to us and hanging out with us another year we hope you we hope you guys won championships with our advice or we you know helped you guys from um making horrible mistakes but um yeah so so stick around ladies and gentlemen we're we're still here we're gonna be here all year uh, good night. I'm King Josh, Josh the King. Big roll. Fancy fish.